if I'd only like gotten sick and made out with that girl a year before, yeah, <laughs> it might have changed my trajectory on. <laughs> you would have been like a fucking collegiate uh, athlete, you know, in swim team. <laughs> hey there, and welcome to another episode of Are You Ready for Another? The ongoing conversation about life, beer, and what lies ahead. I'm Michael Moyer. And I'm Kevin Murphy. Tonight, I am drinking a Mad Tree Brewing uh, PSA, asterisk, proper session ale is the asterisk uh, definition and stuff. But <laughs> their description is uh, PSA was designed to be just that, a public service announcement. Okay. And I think they wanted to make a, hey, this is the beer you should probably start with if you want to break outside the, the typical beers. And stuff. Right. It is good. It has a faint cat pee smell and <laughs> you know <laughs> i remember when i first started like drinking ipas and stuff right. i was really like oh yeah that's that's how i tell could tell if i really liked a beer or not uh-huh. and, like you know it was, gave me that really good citrusy cat pee smell but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I i've slowly gotten away more from this this flavor so this is a flavor that if i start off with this beer i probably won't like it as much yeah but as I drink more of it, I, I get accustomed back to the the flavor profile. Right. And um, so I expect this one to get better as I drink it. Uh-huh. Right now, I'm not that impressed. But what are you drinking? Yeah. So tonight, I have uh, Fever Tree Ginger Beer. And the, the ginger beer itself, it's non-alcoholic. However, I have it down inside a Tito's Moscow Mule. So... Because the the reason why I'm I'm doing a cocktail first is because getting low on beers and I didn't want to do a repeat only 13 episodes in. So I was just like, well, we're doing a cocktail first. So, but it, it's delicious. I'll have to, I'll have to make you one. Is it in a proper copper cup? Oh yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me send you a picture of this because this is, this is legit. So, okay, walk me through the process of you having a Moscow meal and be like, you know what, Melissa, we need to invest in some copper mugs so that we can make these at home. Um, I'm trying to think when I first started getting them. I think it was we were out to eat one night and it was just like I didn't want a beer, didn't want wine. I was looking at like their the cocktail list and the cocktail list had like maybe 10 cocktails on it. And it just like... You know, because I like like ginger ale. Um, I like Jameson with ginger in it. Um, so I was just like, oh, I'll get a Moscow Mule. And then I just started drinking them. And uh, we were out to, uh, I think it was like maybe William Sonoma or Macy's or something. And they had a bunch of copper Moscow mugs. So we just we just picked up two and... And, uh, and so I just drink them from now and then. But um, so they're typically done with whiskey, but they do make a. It's like I think they call it like an American Mule, um, with is and it's with Tito's in it. So um, mm-hmm. it's it's really good. But this this Fever Tree uh, ginger beer, it has like a lot of um, like it almost burns a little bit, like the gingerness to it, and. That's kind of how I like my my especially my Moscow mules to taste. Like, you know, kinda of, kinda of burns a little bit, you know, with the ginger. <laughs> All right. So tonight, um, I think we're gonna talk about sports. Um and, you know, anybody that doesn't know Kevin and I, um, we are the biggest sports fans you've ever met in yeah. your life. 
we are constantly are. on intramural teams playing anything yeah. from <laughs> we actually we to... actually have a uh, side podcast that it is just nothing but uh sports radio yeah. talking yeah. sports that's exactly the title it's uh <laughs> is what kevin just said but uh but uh, seriously uh yeah we're probably not the the most sports heavy people but you know, like everything in the United States, we probably do have a little bit of sports talk. Yeah, to talk about, I so. mean, we we have enough experiences with it that we can kind of share. Um, you know, we're not completely uh, anti-sport. So, mm-hmm. so, anyways, I was reading the headlines recently. Um, I think it was just over the weekend. Tiger Woods, he had won the Masters. And it was the first time, I think they said in 10 years, I believe, that he had won. Um, And so I just, I find it interesting because there's a lot of people that were saying like he was done and, and, you know, he's, he's no longer what he used to be. And, and so it's kind of, it's kind of cool to see like, uh, because a lot of times like those sports heroes, like whether it be, uh, I don't know, like. Lance Armstrong or something like you know just like to come back and and to be you know uh uh top of the game again I think is is pretty cool but um yeah I mean what what do you think do you do you think uh he's sorted his shit out or do you think uh it was just like he got lucky with it it's interesting because the last time truthfully I thought of Tiger Woods was maybe four or five years ago. And there was an article about how the death of Tiger Woods's father is what really threw him off. Yeah. His game off. You know, Uh we have, everybody knows about the, whatever he cheated on his wife, all that stuff, but that was like bullshit stuff, right? Yeah. Just whatever. Right. But the, the real thing that caused his kind of change was the death of his father. And there were, the, the article went into this story about how you know his father was his best friend his father was everything in his life and then when Mm -hmm. his father died Mm -hmm. um there was this vacuum of him looking for like something a father figure you know that Uh best friend that he lost and stuff yeah yeah and he'd gotten dragged into like i don't know if it was his father's friends or tiger's friends but a bunch of like navy seals and that's when he bulked up a lot do you remember like tiger woods you know he was always like a tiny dude yeah and then like he just bulked up a lot and Uh it that was not good for his golf game at all you know so i'll I'll post this article in the the thing because it's kind of a fascinating piece it was actually i thought it was from 2016 but right it's kind of crazy that you know who knows if that's why but it definitely made a lot more sense than just like you know because I mean, hell, when he first came out, everybody's like, oh, he's, you know, Michael Jordan of golf. And yeah. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I mean, destined to win 30 Masters, right? Right, you know? right. And n- not have this crazy slump that happened. But, right. Which, um, it, which it, what I think is kind of cool is despite all of the massive amounts of winnings that he has, Tiger, you know, he he's still, you know, behind of uh, Jack Nicholas. So, yeah. And Jack Nicholas is from Columbus, right? Right, right. What's what's his uh, thing called that's in Columbus? You know, the, uh, the, the tournament. Oh, the Memorial Tournament. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember when Rich John worked for that, that audio company. Okay. Our rich friend John. Um, he would have to work that event. 
and there's houses up there that people were i mean these are not low-end houses these are like middle upper class people you know they will just rent out their house for the week Uh and make thousands and thousands of dollars Uh because people want to (laughs) like be in walking distance to the right 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 (laughs) i was just like I, i i wonder how many people like make that as their business like okay we have to buy this really expensive house you know, but <laughs> as long as Jack Nichol- Nicholas has the, the tournament up here, we can make our money back in 12 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was, um, so there was recently, uh, there was an 11, 11 acre plot that they just start. It was the last undeveloped plot in uh, Mirfield. And somebody, whoever owned it, had sold it, and they're they're building houses on it now. Um, and I just like I would love to know how much they sold that eleven acres for because I am sure it is like ten million dollars or something, just ridiculous. You know, it's it just it. Well, I mean, where's that at? Is that near Dublin? Is that yeah, where yeah? It, it, it's it's right there. You know, at the you know at the golf course. You know, right. And, it, and it's Dublin, Ohio. You know how many Dublins are there? And mm-hmm. I pulled up this article. Supposedly, yeah. Dublin, Ohio is the most well-known Dublin. Okay. In yeah. United States. Yeah. Um, this is on IrishCentral.com. Right. Uh, so oh. yeah, I'm gonna link this. Maybe. <laughs> well, it was it was it was funny because we were um went our first night in Dublin, Ireland. We were sitting at the bar having a drink, and we were talking to the bartender, and he's just like, oh, where are you from? Like that. And uh, I, we were like, oh, Ohio. And he's just like, have you ever heard of uh, Dublin, Ohio? <laughs> and we're like, we live like 20 minutes from Dublin. <laughs> so even someone in Dublin, Ireland knew of Dublin, Ohio. That's so I thought really that was funny. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, so there's... Dublin, California, Dublin, Georgia, Dublin, Kentucky, Dublin, Texas, the Dublin General Store in Dublin, Michigan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so not as many as I thought, but that's right. still, you know, I don't right. know. It's always funny to think about that. But anyways, uh, <laughs> back to sports. It's kind of like the conversation about playing trumpet, right? Yeah. I would never tell people I was a trumpet player, even though I right. played for several years. Uh-huh. And, I, and I think sports is a similar vein where... You have early life where your parents are just making you do stuff. Oh, uh-huh. you have to do this. You have to do this. You have to right, do this. right. And then you have later when you kind of make the conscious decision to keep doing something. So, you know, I, I, I played soccer. Everyone plays. Um, I was on swim team. Throughout my whole K through 12 experience, I was on swim team. And I actually still swim today. Right. Um, so I, I I wouldn't call myself a swimmer, but like as an exercise now, I will go swimming and stuff. <clears throat> Um, I threw shot and discus in seventh, eighth and ninth grade, mm-hmm. which I really loved. And I don't know why I didn't continue it. It was kind of weird. Cause I don't know. You just get to throw stuff <laughs> like, <laughs> like, right. like right. it was, you know, super easy and it was really fun. And, um, I think maybe why I stopped doing it is okay. So when it, discus for anybody that doesn't know, or is not aware, we probably only ever see it every four years in the summer Olympics. Right. It's a person in a, mm-hmm. a circular mound. Like imagine a, a the pitcher or not the pitcher's mound, um, 
on a, on a baseball field, the home plate area, right? Right. And you literally just have this little disc, and you spin around, uh-huh. and you go, and you throw it, and you see how far you can throw. Right. And I was okay at it. I mean, I was, for eighth and ninth grade, I was probably, I don't know, I I don't know. I wouldn't even say. I was going to say top three, but there was like 10 of us. So that's not, you know, it's not yeah, anything. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't going to States or anything right. or college for it or anything, you know. But um, I remember a, a guy that I used to swim with. He moved away at that time in my life. It felt like years, right? It was probably like a year or two. Mm-hmm. But his name was Paul. And we hadn't seen each other in a few years. And um, his school visited our school so we were playing them at track and field right and so it was us versus them oh, right and i was like hey paul it's great to see you i haven't seen you in years and you know we reconnected and stuff well he was a shot and discus thrower as well so here's the problem with with discus is it's up to you as the thrower to actually throw it in the appropriate direction okay. now they do have a big net behind you so like yeah. if there's people watching or something it'll just hit the net uh-huh. but that doesn't mean the sides of the fields you can't like go a wall and stuff you know right um and and generally you'll have especially in seventh and eighth grade you would have the other um athletes in quotes i'm saying that is uh go and pick up the discs that are thrown right yeah. so they'd be like yeah. walking on the sides and you'd throw and they'd be like okay i'm gonna go run and grab it you know, right type of thing. um so paul is walking on the sidelines to go like replace somebody on his team to go uh-huh. pick up the discs and it's my turn to throw and you had two uh, uh, there's probably more versions of these discs but at least when i threw this is what we had available to us right you had the quote-unquote cheap discs were rubber okay but then you had the fancier discs that were like kind of a composite material with like a metal rim and stuff uh-huh those are what the high schoolers used now that those were you know like um shoot what was the uh football he went to high state was his name benji um, he was like a few years older than me, but anyways, um, <clears throat> he used the fancy like metal rimmed discs. Okay. And so whenever you could get your hands on one of those to throw, you thought you were super cool. Right. Okay. So I'm like, Oh, oh sweet. We have the discs out there, the metal discs out today. And so I'm getting ready to throw them. Yeah. And I just see Paul and I'm like, man, and in my mind I go, man, that would really suck if I hit Paul and I start doing my thing. And then of course, like I let this thing sail. And it's just like going, and I'm like, oh my God, it's going right for him. I'm like, Paul, look out. <laughs> <laughs> he like flips around. Okay. And I nail him square in the jaw. Oh. Like, like you couldn't like planned a better like dead on. And if yeah. I hadn't said anything, it would have just hit him in the, hit him in the back of the neck or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we all run out there, rush out like immediately, and he t- t- turned out fine, or hopefully he's fine. Maybe today, twenty five years later, he's like <laughs> can't function properly and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But that like that kind of like I don't know. It didn't like super mess me up, but I was just like, man, like the fact that my mind could look at him and like it, instead of me throwing it straight like I should have, I threw it exactly where I shouldn't have. Like what was. There was something there that I, that I should have not done, right? Now yeah. I was in eighth grade, and maybe yeah. you know I'd get better and stuff. But I remember like that kind of messing me up a little bit, right? Stuff, but <laughs> do um, you recall at all like how far that was? Like how far were you typically throwing these? Um, 
I can't remember if shot and disc is in yards or feet. I'm guessing it's feet, uh, just because that would be more impressive than yards. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It had to be feet because I, I vaguely remember, and I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was probably like a hundred feet, maybe hundred and ten okay. feet. Okay. Yeah. That's um, that's still far distance yeah for sure. I, I remember 100 being a like when you first throw over 100 you're like yeah so there's no way yeah. i throw 100 yards <laughs> right that's <laughs> I an definitely entire football field. <laughs> yeah i definitely would have been you know at a higher state of yeah 100 yards and stuff right um and then like with the shot you would have i know in seventh and eighth grade you'd have i can't remember the sizes but it was like eight pounds and when you went up to high school it went up to 10 pounds or something oh okay <laughs> the ball the metal ball and stuff right right but um you know, and those would be like close to forty or thirty feet. I, okay. I think I'd be at thirty feet, and then like you know, some of the bigger guys would hit like close to forty. Again, I'm probably way off on these numbers, but that's kind of what I remember in my mind is like, oh yeah, forty's the goal, hundred's the goal. Once you get past hundred, you're doing pretty well and stuff. So he yeah. was probably like at ninety feet on the sideline, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to hit him. And then it was literally like he turned around and I hit him square in the the right jaw. And stuff. But, <laughs> <laughs> and then so I, I stopped doing that and then the same with with basketball I was huge in the basketball I, I loved basketball um I think basketball was the only sport that I actually did that was all me wanting to do it you know my okay. brother didn't do it my sister didn't do it um there was no like history of it my dad ran track and field when he was in high school so I had that connection of my dad being like oh yeah I used to run hurdles and stuff um, but basketball was the only one that I was a huge Magic Johnson fan and that was all me. Mm-hmm. And then disappointment set in when you go to your tryouts, <laughs> you know, and you don't make, you don't make yeah. the team. You don't even yeah. make the JV team. And like, you know, some people would be like, oh, I'm going to work harder, twice as hard and come back next year. And, um, you know, show everybody what's up. I'm going to be, um, Rudy, you know, yeah, <laughs> uh, not me. I was like, okay, maybe basketball's not for me. So the, the, right. I, I didn't stop playing basketball. You know, we'd always like have pickup games and stuff. But, but I knew like I'm just too slow and um, to actually be a, a decent basketball player. So yeah, but, uh, yeah. But what about you? Did you ever um, do anything, or w- w- what were you ever interested in? You know what the 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 closest I ever came to actually like playing on a team is I remember I did sign up for, like, football tryouts one time. And I just, I don't know, like, I don't know why I didn't end up going. Like, I think I was just, like, I don't know, maybe my friend at the time had said, like, yeah, we should do this, and then I didn't really want to do it myself or something. But, uh, but yeah, that was the, the closest I ever came to actually, like, playing, like, well, not playing, but, you know, like per- pursuing a, a team sport, you know, on, on a, a school team. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, I, I guess I just really didn't have any, you know, any interest in it. I don't know. And like you were saying, like, you know, I think a lot, maybe those earlier sports that you had played, you know, maybe it was more your your parents pushing you to do it than you're like hey mom and dad i want to you know (laughs) so i think i just wasn't like uh you know if if somebody wasn't telling me to do it then i wasn't doing it so and it's kind of weird right because it's it's one of those things where i remember um 
tryouts being a thing, like the football. Like I, I was never really yeah. super interested in football. I mean, I, I liked the Browns um, by default. Uh, we'll get into that later when we talk about like current teams and stuff. But uh-huh. I, I never really had the desire to play football like I did basketball. Like I, I would just yeah. carry a basketball around with me in the house, right? And like I'd be laying on the floor in front of the TV and just like shooting the basketball up like into the air, like on my back, trying to like, you know, use proper form and stuff. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I think when I really officially thought like I was going to be like a basketball player was there was a, <clears throat> a basketball camp that coach great house who became future, um, <laughs> uh, principal of Lancaster high school. But, uh-huh. I think he's retired now, but he would have a basketball camp for, I think, fifth, sixth grade, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, you know, something around there. Okay. Just super awesome. Um, Fun time. And I was super nervous going to it, too, because it was like, I don't know, lots of people, everything and stuff. Uh And I just remember... Because, of course, when you have a bunch of fifth graders, they're all just going to be throwing the ball as far as they can, right? They're yeah. going to be half court trying to do this, <laughs> do all this crap. And he would get so mad when people would do that. All right. And he would get so fired up. And he grabbed the ball once. And you could tell he did this every year for however long he had been doing this um, camp, right? He'd make a point of, like, he'd be yelling and he'd throw the ball, right, and okay. miss. Yeah. And... <laughs> I'll have to ask Dustin if he remembers this because I'm pretty sure he was at the camp. And he's like screaming. He's like, I don't want to see you out here throwing this ball like this. And he just goes like this and he just swishes it. And everybody's like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) It was awesome. Oh, man. (laughs) But at the same time, maybe he purposely did that. He could make that shot every time. And so every year he would always do that. I don't know. But it it definitely felt like he did not mean to do it because he was just like, he turned around and was like, oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So what year do you think that was when you were going to or thinking about trying out? Was it a seventh, eighth grade? Yeah, I think I think I was uh, like middle school um, back then, you know, because my dad, he he was pretty big into sports when he was younger. Like he he did track, he did uh, football. And I remember thinking, you know, maybe, you know, I, I, I like playing football, like, you know, just you know, if you want to call it playing football, uh, you know, how we, it would, it'd basically be a game of, uh, Hey, I go long and let me see how far I can throw this to you. Um, and then whoever like would catch the ball, like they were the quarterback then, and then they would go and then they would go to see how, how far they could throw it. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, I can't remember. I can't remember exactly the reason why I, I stopped, like well, I didn't stop, but I I I would just I I don't know if I lost interest or I just wasn't you know just like ah eh, maybe I don't want to do that but uh yeah like I think I do kind of have um, maybe I I don't know if you want to call it like regrets but I think it would be cool to have maybe some of those experiences as as a, a young kid playing on a team because yeah. you know playing on a kid's team I mean it's it's. You know, it's just kids running around. I mean, it's just, yeah. you know, it's not like it's super serious. Yeah. It's, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it's serious until you get a parent that wants to make it serious. Right. <laughs> and that's when it becomes no fun anymore. Right, is, right. I could have been probably 
pretty good at swim team, but by the time I was always good at swim team just because of my size, because even though I was like larger, uh, like fat and stuff, yeah. I had more muscle than the other kids that weren't developing. So it was around seventh and eighth grade when like puberty happened that the kids that I would just kill, you know, in swim team, they actually started developing real muscles. Right. And, and then they started getting good and stuff. And there was a period in my time when I was like really focused on getting good. And then there would just be parents in high school that I, I don't know how to put it. They, their kid exceeding at swim team or right. whatever sport was all they focused on. Yeah. And yeah. they would make comments. I don't even know what the comments were, but they would say some comment that would just piss me off. And it wouldn't be even directly directed towards me. You know, it'd just be directed yeah, towards someone yeah. else or somebody else's parent for not caring or not right. coming. I, I don't remember what it was. And that kind of made me do the opposite where I was just like, I'm going to put on my headphones. I'm going to listen to OK Computer on the bus. I'm going to take up two seats because I'm a senior. And when you're senior on the bus, you can do whatever you want. And I'm just not going to, like, give a shit. Yeah. And so then everybody, like, thought I didn't give a shit about, you know, swim team and stuff. But I did. I mean, I liked how if I did well or not, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. I made districts, and it, it was announced, like, I was really excited and stuff. Right, you know? right. And it's funny talking to people now from then. They're like, oh, we didn't think you cared about swim team. I was like, no, I, I did. You know, like, I just didn't care the same level that you know yeah people that were really into it and stuff right. I, if i didn't care right. about it i wouldn't have been doing it you know i would have quit and stuff but <laughs> so do you think your so your parents never like pushed you to do anything like sport wise like you said your dad was in track and played football and stuff. right was he ever mm-hmm. like hey you should you know do this no, I I don't I don't think so. I mean, maybe maybe they did, but I I don't remember a, a time where they were like kind of lean trying to lean me towards that direction. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think I think they were kind of just like you know he'll he'll figure out you know what he likes and what he doesn't like. So um, yeah, which I I think is definitely a a good good way to go about it, but. I also think maybe sometimes there's some nudging that needs to be involved, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, for instance, like we were having, we were having lunch over the weekend and, um, my mother-in-law had made like this really good, it was like a, like a chicken and like potato casserole. Like, I mean, it was, it was really tasty and we were trying to get our six year old niece to eat it. And she just would not have it. And so, like, that's what I'm thinking about. It's just, like, kids have these, like, weird, just like, no, I don't want to do it. And it's just like, but it's really good. You would like it. And she's just like, no. And so, like, the more you try to force it, it's like the more they push back on you. And yeah. so, finally, it was just like, all right, you know, like, eat your apple. Because she wanted an apple instead. But uh <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I could see like, you know, kind of the, the both sides of it. You know, it's just like you want them to try new things. However, you don't want to like say, well, you need to do this because then you're you're going to get like the pushback on it. But mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, I do. I yeah. Like I, I think I said before, I, you know, I do kind of wish I had I had uh, participated in something. But um you know, I, well, is there I, any one in particular that you were like, you know, I really wish I was on the football field and 
Foo Fighters was playing in the background yeah. and the big game <laughs> happened and it yeah. was me like running down the like anything like that. Right. I you know what I think and I think it's more a a um kind of retroactive uh retroactive um kind of longing for would be like since I do have taken up running and stuff later in life I kind of think mm-hmm. back like well I wonder how I would have done like when I was a teenager you know or or younger you know like I, I I'm it, so it's just more curiosity of like I wonder if I actually would have been pretty good at that you know so um, I bet you I bet you would have because Kevin at your peak running when you were 20 what five yeah Imagine you being able to cut a minute off of that time right. just by being 15. Right. <laughs> there was a time when I could run a six and a half minute mile uh-huh. and I sucked at running and yeah. I felt like the slow kid on the right. soccer team, you know, right. <laughs> like, and it was just by the fact that kids are like superhuman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and so if you actually got into something like running or something, whether it's a cross country or track and field, uh-huh. Uh-huh. um, I think you would have been just like amazing at it. Yeah. Well, I I mean I remember so the very the very first 5k I ever ran um I just I just went and ran it and I didn't have I didn't have like any type of watch or anything like tracking my pace as I was going along. It was just like literally just going out and running it as fast as I could run it and then when I finished it's still the best one I've ever done. I got I got third place in my age category. Like I I think I ran a I think it was like a 21 minute 5k. Which is, you know, it's not super fast compared to like what, you know, like the the pros can do, but still like I was just like, damn. I was like I didn't I didn't think I'd even get close to, you know. So had before you ran that, had you been tracking your 5K times? At no, all? not at like, all. Yeah, you were just kind of. I was know, just. Little, I was just. Lighter. Yeah, I was just running. <laughs> and so that that's yep. why I think like when I like if I would have been younger, you know, like I mean, how many kids do you see you just like you just need to go run, you know. Um. Yeah. So I think I think I would have been. I don't know. I probably could have been sub twenty minute 5K if. If I was younger, but well, but, I, well, no, you should think about it this way: is that was your first five k, right? And right, twenty one minutes. You should have been thinking, oh, well, now I need to improve, and I can break that twenty minutes. Yeah, because yeah. like you were an amateur, right, or you were right. novice, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like um, kind of like my blase attitude towards swimming. You know, everybody thought I just didn't care and stuff. Yeah. Um, there's a thing called tapering. Um, I'm sure other sports do it, but it's like a big thing in swim team mm-hmm. where you will kill yourself, your body, swimming as fast as you possibly can for like a month, right? And let's say it's the month of January. <clears throat> well, the big tournament and the, the uh, what's interesting with swim team and uh, track and field and cross country is even though you're technically on a team, it's still an individual sport, right? Because yeah, other than a relay, you are adding points to the team. So if you get first place, second place, et cetera, uh-huh. but it's still your own personal best. So you're, yeah. yeah. I, nobody cared if the team won. I mean, the coaches cared, but like, I never cared like, Hey, we won tonight. Like, no, it was an individual sport, uh, pushing thing, you know? Um, 
Uh, but one of the things with this tapering thing is, is yeah, so you kick your ass for at least a month building up and then, and I can't remember correctly, but it might be two to three weeks before the tournament, you go really slow. Yeah. Like, like you just cut back, you, you, it, it's almost comically, um, slow, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so, and what was funny was <clears throat> my senior year. I, you know, I did the the build up, the crazy everything, and I got mono and strep throat within the same time, and so I can't be swimming with that stuff. Like I wasn't even right. in school, so I was out of school for two weeks, and I was not going to swim team practice for three weeks. And <laughs> well, two things happened. One, when I came back, my coach was like, "I thought you would have lost more weight." And I was like, "Fuck you!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I'm like 240 right now. I was probably 195 then. No, so okay. I was... Yeah. For my height and size, I should be like on the high end at like 180. So I would yeah. have been 15 pounds overweight at that point. And he's just like... So I probably lost 12 pounds, right? I, I got into the, the high 180s or something. And I was just like, fuck you. So anyways, I'm, I'm getting back in. I, I get back and I'm just like swimming slow and stuff. So then when... Um, regionals happen, and so you have regionals, and you go to districts, and you go to states, and so uh-huh. uh-huh. or state, I should say, and then nationals if you are that good. Um, and I just remember, I of all my events, the one I always liked the most was this: it's the the two hundred individual medley, and so that's <clears throat> excuse me, that is two laps of butterfly, two laps of back, two laps of breaststroke, two laps of freestyle, and. Around that time, I was doing around 2.35, 2 minutes and 35 seconds is how long it would take me to do those eight laps. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. This is my senior year, et cetera. Um, I knew I would drop to like the low 2.30s just because, uh, you know, we'd been training and I was like, yep, I want to cut off like four seconds. And the four seconds is huge um, when you're cutting off stuff. When I finished, and so so you get in your heat, right? They're like, so mm-hmm. you, you know, p- you're like, oh, you swam this, you swam this around two thirty five. So I was with other people that swam two thirty five, so give or take four seconds. When I finished, I was almost a lap ahead of everyone else, and I just remember my my coach who had gone was like a, an Olympic level athlete back in the seventies for Ohio uh-huh. State. Uh huh. He was just like ecstatic with me, and he was never. This is the same guy that said I thought you would lose more weight. He was never this ecstatic with me. I had cut off fifteen or fourteen and a half seconds. I was I did a a two twenty and some change, right? Uh-huh. And so I'm like, like ecstatic, right? Because uh-huh. this puts me in districts uh, qualifying for districts territory, and I've never qualified for districts. On my own, I've been on, like on the relay or something because they needed my backstroke or something. Right, but, right. But by myself, I'd never. And so everybody's just like, "Oh my god, my god!" And like, I don't ever like <laughs> receiving praise. Yeah. And so I'm like, whatever. And I was like, whatever, you know. And I put my shirt on and go uh, act like I don't care. But that, that just because I I got that time doesn't mean I qualify. So you have to wait for the end of the the um, qualifying thing that you know they release. Okay, these twenty five people made it yeah. to districts, uh-huh. and like I was number twenty one or something, and I just remember hearing my coach be like, oh! <laughs> and I was just <laughs> like, but but at that point I had to play it cool, like, oh whatever, I don't care. <laughs> what's up? <laughs> yeah, what's up? <laughs> but I, but it's like it, it was hilarious that it took four years, and that was like literally my last swim meet, right? Uh-huh. Like if I hadn't qualified, I would have been done. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I would have still swam because they still have people. We still practice with the other people, but right. you don't actually go to, to, to districts and stuff. Gotcha. And, I was like, and then, so part of me, you're talking about regret. I'm like, man, if I'd only like gotten sick and made out with that girl a year before, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it might have changed my trajectory on. <laughs> you would have been like a fucking collegiate uh, athlete, you know, and swim team. Ooh, man. What? <laughs> what? What's? What's up? Is it the smell or the taste? Uh, well, no, I haven't. I haven't even poured it out yet. But it's the smell. I just think of that that scene in the first Matrix movie where uh, um, Agent Smith is like saying how much he hates humans. Yeah, and he's like, "It's the smell. The smell." <laughs> uh, so what's what's your second drink for tonight? All right. So I am repeating a drink that you've had, um, but I have okay. not had on the show, All is right. the, uh, the Columbus Brewing IPA. Oh, nice. And, and this brings up a question, Kevin, that, that I've wanted to broach a long time, is Columbus Brewing is over 10 years old at this time, right? It's been yeah. around for, for a bit. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, a trend that I've noticed, at least in the last few years, is um, I will get corrected in calling Columbus Brewing Company Columbus Brewing, and they mean like, oh, you mean CBC? <laughs> right. I'm like... Well, yes, but I mean Columbus Brewing Company. So, yeah. At what point is this a three one two situation, or does Columbus Brewing need to rebrand their bottles to be CBC instead of Columbus Brewing Company? To, to be honest with you, I think they need to rebrand because I remember um, Melissa and I were were still going out at the time, and we had. Um, went to to Columbus Brewing Company cuz they they um they've since moved but they they had like a restaurant there mm-hmm. and i remember like all the employees called it CBC and that is the first time i ever heard of it and so i'm like oh like like people that call it CBC they're, they're like in the know um <laughs> but i think i think it became like such a a thing like if you're from Columbus you call it CBC like you don't you don't call it Columbus Brewing Company like that's too long or Columbus Brewing like it's it's CBC and and mm-hmm. to be honest with you I think a rebranding of just CBC and then just like in small letters or something saying Columbus Brewing Company um would be better because I yeah I just remember I was just like oh these people are like oh they have a you know they call it Clubs Brewing Company <laughs> CBC they're they're cool <laughs> Well I think I found out why they have not rebranded because cbc.com is taken Okay and if you go to cbc.com I'll I'll let you pull it up Okay Is it a porn site <laughs> Um Maybe <laughs> you'll see what I mean when you go there. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> okay, so everyone, this will be in the show notes. But uh, cbc.com goes to Comic and Break Club. cbc.com, it is, and again, I'm I'm completely oblivious to to the differences between Chinese and Japanese. Yeah, but it's definitely some uh, Eastern uh, language, and there's some like, you know, 
comic book characters, right. um, everything. So no idea. They're on the right side. It definitely looks like they they get the same bullshit ads we do, like hot singles in your area. Right. <laughs> you know, like look at that right side. It's yeah. like got two girls kissing at the bottom. There's some like, hey, this is other things around the web. It, it definitely seems like the same tactics that we have here in the states. So that's, that's funny. kind of funny. But I'm sure. Well, I do know that three letter domains were. They're like some of the most expensive domains to buy. Okay. Uh, particularly .com. Now you can buy like .pizza, right? Because they've yeah. opened up other uh, naming right. things. Right, right. But back in the day, if you could grab a three-letter domain, and I wish I could go back in time and tell like high school Michael, Michael, just spend $100 yeah. and buy all <laughs> these three-letter, you know, because like, you'd get yeah. like five, ten grand easily, and now right. they want one at all. Um, but yeah, I wonder when they bought CDC, which is, or CBC, I should say. That's funny. <laughs> but, All but right. yeah, I think if you're ever in Columbus ordering a Columbus brewing, uh, you should just say CBC, CBC Bodie, <laughs> CBC IPA. Oh my God. I just, so, so here's why I have an issue with that is if remember the, the show, the OC, you know, from the early 2000s. Yeah. Like, the running joke with people that actually live in Orange County is, like, nobody calls it that. You know, like, and so yeah. it was, like, oh, we live in the OC. Yeah. Uh, same, <laughs> same with, um, like, d- different things. Like, nobody in San Francisco calls San Francisco San Fran. Like, okay. hey, I'm in San Fran. Right. And so, um, uh, Seattle, Tacoma, the airport is SeaTac. Uh, Those are the call signs and stuff. And so, like, uh-huh. some people make fun of me, like, when you're like, oh, I'm going to SeaTac. You know, but like, no, I'm just going to the airport. You know, like, yeah, yeah. And so that's why I ask if CBC is some bullshit thing that, like, it's like, you know, an outsider thing or an insider thing. And it does seem like uh, they should just rebrand and call right. themselves CBC and get it right. <laughs> All right. So, what are you drinking? So, my second beer tonight is a huge change. <laughs> um, it's Monk's Cafe Flemish Sour Ale. So it is It is very sour, like puckering sour. So, uh, Brent, I know you're listening to this, and Brent cracks up at some of your choices, Kevin. Okay. Because you will literally, like... I, I try and pair them at least kind of close, and you're just like... I'm going to grab this for tonight and this yeah. and jump all over the board. Oh, so how man. is it? Do you like it? Yeah, it, it's pretty good. Um, the The first drink was, um, I think I was going cross-eyed uh, because I was like puckering so much. But <laughs> the more I drink it, it it's, it's better for sure. But uh, yeah, damn. But I, I will say this. T- tonight's selection was very limited and I didn't have time to to mm-hmm. uh well, curate the the selection for tonight's show so i yeah. just kind of had to do what we had yeah and and the reason is dear listener is kevin and i um our our band our <sighs> former band i don't even know what we call it anymore we are playing a show a special show at the end of the month and so normally we record on wednesday nights uh we are recording on monday night tonight so yeah um I would like to say that that means our show will come out on Wednesday, but really, in reality, this just gives me an extra three yeah. days to, to edit the podcast right, so that it comes right. out on the normal day. Oh, man. <laughs> That's funny. So I was, but, uh, trying, I was trying to see if this... No, it says... Uh, 
I think this is a, a it's bottled here in the United States, but I think this is a legitimate um, Belgian. Uh, 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 what the, what do they call the monk beers? No oh, I can't remember. Here, we'll, we'll search it. Yeah, when but, Mike and Audrey listen, so Mike and Audrey, I'm I'm looking in Google right now for monk beer. Yeah, what what do they call that? There, there's like a name. It's um, a Trappist beer. Yeah, Trappist. There, there you go, Mike. There you go. <laughs> he gets mad when we don't Google stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I think I I mean it's bottled in the states, but you know we talked about that in our last podcast where it's more economical to do that. But um, but I think it's legitimately it's it's a Trappist uh, Belgian monk yeah. sour monk. Oh, I'm gonna add this article into the thing. Is um, I thought this would be kind of fitting. Uh, just to kind of share with people is should I force my kids into sports? Question mark. Yes. Yeah. At first. At so first. sports, yeah, sports are good for kids. Being on a team is good for kids. Doing organized activities they hate, not so much, which makes sense, right? Like when the kids are young, hey, I know you're going to hate everything. You're going to hate that chicken that your grandma right. made, right? Right. But you have to try this. You have yeah. to do this. Like, yeah. Because I would have never played any sports, um, you know, but my mom kind of forced me. You know what my mom did? This is definitely going on the show. Is. Adam and Leanna were on swim team, right? And I'm five, maybe six. Uh-huh. Like, I can't uh-huh. remember. Um, my mom is driving me out to Valley View Swim Club. That's where we would um, have swim team. It, what's funny is we were never members of the golf course there, but we were members of the, the, the pool there. It was a private pool. Yeah. And... Um, <clears throat> And I think the main difference was is if you wanted to be a part of the Lancaster Country Club swim team, uh, you actually had to be a member of the Lancaster Country Club. Okay. I think that was the distinction. And I guarantee, and this is when Mark and Fran were members of the Country Club, I guarantee you they were trying to get mom and dad to be a member of the Country uh-huh. Club. And then my dad probably saw the monthly dues that were <laughs> <laughs> due. And like, he was just like, fuck that. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. We can have the kids do swim team and it's just, you know, we don't have to be members of the, the golf course, but... But anyways, I remember my mom saying, you're going to, you're going to go do swim uh, team, you know, and which when you're that young, it's essentially just swim lessons. You're right. You are building up to swim across the land and stuff. And I was crying and I hated it. You know, this is the worst thing that's ever happened in my life, et cetera, et cetera. Uh Uh-huh. And we, we get up there and she parks in the car and she's like, you don't have to go in, Michael the water how about this and she's like negotiating with me right Uh uh-huh she's like well just go inside you you get ready to go in and you just have to stand by the pool you don't have to get in and you just tell the instructor that your mom said that you don't have to get in Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh and so i do all this stuff i get ready and everything right and i'm like hating every moment i don't know any kid you know they're they're all you know, strangers. Yeah. There's some kids uh-huh. that know each other. And I'm like, this is what I hate is because there's always like kids that came with their friend or whatever. And I'm sitting there and the instructor is like, okay, we're all going to jump in. And I was like, wait, but my mom told me, yeah. <laughs> told me I didn't have to do this. And I'll never forget. This, this is like the coolest thing ever is, um, his name was Jesse. Uh-huh. I'll give his full name, but, um, a future friend, right? 
who who's a year older than me at the time. So if I was five, he was six. But okay. you know, we always had this friendship through swim team going on. And he, I think he noticed that I was, um, you know, I don't think I was crying there. Like I, I, I'd never like people to see me crying other than my like mom. I'd cry all the time, but for yeah. like other people, I didn't like crying. Right. Um, and he just was like, "Hey." He's like, this will be pretty fun. You should just like jump in with me. And I, it was just like this one moment that I was just like, oh, okay. And, and like, it was probably like like a light switch. Like I was right. like, oh, okay, I'm fine. And I can just imagine my mom sitting up, you know, watching, <laughs> like, like conniving. And she did that right. like 12, 12 right. more times. Like it, she always used that fucking shit of like, you don't have to do this. How about you just go in there? You know, like you can tell them that you, you don't really want to do it. You're just like doing this. <laughs> It, I'm serious. It happened with plays. Yeah. It happened with right. fucking choir thing. Everything it, like right. it worked every goddamn time. <laughs> so, so with Lily, if she ever does that, I'm going to do the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> just tell them I said you don't have to. But right. then once you're right. in this situation, you're kind of like forced to do it. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what sports do you watch now, if any? Uh, so one sport that I just got into like within the past couple months. And it's because I watched... So Netflix released a series. It's like 10 episodes. And it's the 2018 Formula One season. And so it like it, like it shows like the whole season and it talks, you know, like different teams and stuff like that. And even if you aren't into like automotive racing, I would still recommend watching it because it's just... It's very good storytelling and and it just, you know, it it holds your attention the entire episode and you kind of want to go on to the next episode. Mm -hmm. So it was cool. Oh, good. Oh, no. So I was going to say, like, it's cool because I had watched this right before the new season of Formula One started. So it was cool because it was almost like a... um, like a prequel to this upcoming season that, that just kicked off uh, like a month and a half ago. So we might have to curb this question for a later episode with a guest. Okay. But do you consider, okay, so there's a, uh, I don't know if there's a difference, but do you consider a difference between a sport and an athlete? And, and ultimately the question is, is do you consider formula one drivers to be athletes? Yeah, absolutely. I do. Yeah, I I think it takes. Uh, I mean, Formula One, you're driving at like 250 miles an hour, so mm-hmm. you you have to have the reflexes. You have to have the mental concentration that you know you you have um, during other sports. Um, it's pretty typical for a formula one driver to lose about five pounds during a race. Um, just because the, the G forces and the amount of, Mm -hmm. you know, liquids and stuff they, they lose. So, um, with that same question, are NASCAR drivers, uh, also athletes? I'm going to be crucified by the NASCAR community. Yes, I do. I do think. I mean, they're going 200 miles an hour too, right? Right, but they're also driving in a circle. <laughs> at least with, at least with Formula One, you know, you have some 
you know, you got a break for this certain corner, you know, shit like that. Anyways. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's awesome. That's exactly what I was hoping. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So Tori will save that for when you're on the, the show. Yeah. Um, right. Because I think he agrees with at least 50% of your response. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, back to the um, the Netflix. Uh, it's called um, uh, Formula One. Yeah, I have a, a link for Formula One in Netflix. Ain't got deals. So. Drive to Survive is, is what yeah, it's called. I've got that in the show. Okay. So interesting. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna go that route because since you, you know, your dad's a huge Ohio State Buckeyes fan, right? Um, and I, you know, I think it's safe to say, Kevin, that you were never as big of a football fan as he was for no. the Buckeyes, right? Now, until you and you know you went to Ohio State, right? Uh, you you married a, a grad from there. Uh-huh. I, I would say you're probably more into them than you've ever been before yeah uh, right yeah i i would agree with that statement do you follow them now like you know the quarterback's name you know the so-and-so's name you know all this everything you know what i i i don't i I won't say i follow them but i feel like i follow them by proxy like you know it's always being talked about and brought up so I kind of just I kind of know it because yeah. I'm around it, you know. Especially in Columbus. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and and, you know. and and the the in the future, anybody that is not aware, um, yes, Columbus is the home of uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes, and Col- you can't go anywhere without being a aware of right. Ohio State, right? As a, it is, you know, it's one of the larger <laughs> universities in the country, and Columbus, like, revolves everything around that. Right. Um, I still get so pissed off when anything Ohio-related, like, from a, a designer standpoint, is fucking red. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, just because the goddamn capital is in Columbus and the highest states in Columbus doesn't need to be fucking red. Explore some other goddamn <laughs> colors, you know? <laughs> it is so annoying. Yeah. Like, just as, like, a designer, it's like... But uh, it, it's also funny because, um, you know, Ohio gets unfairly kind of looked down upon by other people, right? Uh-huh. Like it, a lot of people think it's like, oh, you know, oh, it was, you know, they either think of Cleveland or or Cincinnati, and those were once powerhouses that are, you know, because of the <clears throat> steel industry is gone, you know, all that type of stuff, right? Uh-huh. But. So I remember my first day at uh, my company in Washington, D.C., and I was on a conference call with 13 other people in D.C., and there was this person that had just transferred back. She was in, like, France or something, and she was moving back to the States. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm moving back to the States. And they're like, oh, where are you moving? And she said, Cincinnati. And there was a collective, like, oh, like... We're sorry. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, literally my first day, I'm like, well, fuck all you guys. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You know, like, and I just, I remember that kind of like being that way. And so one thing that happens is whenever there be a professional sports talk about football, because yeah, everybody in DC has to put, well, all the dudes anyways, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. has to put everything in football terms. And I don't, yeah. 
follow <laughs> fucking football, right? Right. And and they'd be like, well, what's your favorite your football team? And I'd be like, the Browns, because that's who I liked when I was little. And so then I'd get like a, a like a pity like pat, you know. And I was like, um, and then uh, I, I I would just tell people I was from Columbus because obviously they have no yeah recollection yeah. of anything and they'd be like well at least you got Ohio state and i was like you know that's kind of like the default central ohio you know professional team right uh-huh, because uh-huh. the Bengals and browns have sucked so long um you can like have this sports vacuum of the buckeyes are always pretty good right? <laughs> like- oh <laughs> uh, so i just linked you a picture in in skype chat there so this is a t-shirt that's at a a, a clothing store at Easton. Um, and I think this is hilarious. It says a a shirt perfect for the less uh, fanatical Buckeye fan. Do you? Uh, let me see if I can see it. Can you put it in the show notes? Because I can't see it. Yeah, yeah. But it is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> exactly what we're talking about. Oh yeah, that's awesome. That's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> I just fucking live here. I just I just live here. <laughs> <laughs> yep that's definitely michael for most of his life yeah <laughs> it's just like ugh. the first time i remember um speaking of sports and i completely forgot about this until this moment is i was in a bowling league for two years what yeah yeah like Did I, third... I don't think i knew that yeah like third grade i mean again it's <laughs> elementary school right okay and, uh, third grade and fourth grade i think uh, but my good friend Mikey, um, so there was two Michaels in the class, and I remember this to the day, and I think this is why we became good friends, is my mom hated when people called me Mike. She said, I didn't name him Mike, I named him Michael. You should uh-huh. call him Michael. Uh-huh. And so that's been stuck in my head. And truthfully to this day, when I start a new job and someone calls me Mike, I correct them and I say, no, it's Michael. Yeah. And it's just <laughs> like, it, you know, I've right. been trained since birth to tell people my name's Michael. And it's funny because a few people do call me Mike, but it doesn't bother me at all because they're like close friends or whatever. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> so anyways, first grade, uh, I meet my my future best friend uh, for a few years. Uh, his name was Michael, too. And I remember the first grade teacher being like, well, we have too many Michaels in this room. What do you want to be called? And I, I, I was about to say, I only go by Michael, so you got to get used to it. And he's like, you can just call me Mikey. And I was like, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we became awesome friends. But anyways, fast forward, uh, Mikey and I were on a bowling league together. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I can't remember. I think it was his mom was the one that set it up. Uh-huh. But yeah, and... She would always pick me up. We would go, like, I think it was probably every Saturday or every other Saturday. We'd, you know, bowl. And, um, you know, I wasn't that good. But uh, back to the Ohio State thing. I remember driving home, and she was a huge Ohio State Buckeyes fan, too. Right. I, I think I remember two people in my life really being, like, obsessed with the Buckeyes, like, when I was that young. My dad, like, watched it, right? But it wasn't like, oh, nope, the Buckeyes game's on. We have to watch that. Your dad was one that if I was over at your house, that was on the TV, right? Yeah. Like, there could be yeah. nothing else. Right. The other was, was my friend Mikey's mom. And I just remember we'd sit in the back seat of her van, and we were leaving one of our bowling matches, and WNCI was always on, and WNCI is like a like 
conspiracy third arm for Ohio State, right? Like, I feel like they get paid by the Buckeyes to just only <laughs> talk about Buckeye stuff. One of the reasons I stopped listening to WNCI because I just did not want to hear Jimmy, whatever the fuck his name, talk about the Buckeyes anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. And, like, I remember her being like, hey, 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 boys. Hey, do you know why Michigan has so many lakes? <laughs> why? Because Michigan sucks. <laughs> So it's funny because I, I work with a bunch of people. They, I mean, Chicago is one of our my division's main office. And so there's right. a ton of people from Michigan. Oh, yeah. University and, of Michigan grads and stuff. Yeah. And well, what's funny is there's a ton of Michigan State grads, too. And um, Michigan State people hate Michigan yeah. people uh-huh. probably as much as Ohio State people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like I, I don't think I'd ever get in an argument with Ohio State people about that that thing, but there is like a big, um, you know, rivalry there. Yeah, know, just because yeah. they're the quote unquote smaller right. Michigan school. So, right. But, it, um, it's funny because so Matt's dad is is a big Michigan fan, and he always talks so much smack about Michigan State, and so I could I could see that <laughs> like you know because he's just like ah they're just their the runt little brother. Michigan State's just the runt little brother or something like that. <laughs> That's so hilarious. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I'd love to, to tell them to that. Because what's hilarious is um, uh, because so many people went to Michigan or Michigan State, there will be like legitimate bets, like 100 bucks. Like huh. when uh, the game last year for the football game, right? Uh, I was at an event and uh, like there was money being brought out and being like, "All right, there's going to be a hundred dollars," you know. And because what's crazy is it doesn't matter how good Michigan is, yeah. right? It's not yeah. like OSU and OU, whatever OU would play. Like everybody knows OSU is going to kill OU, right? But Michigan right. State, even though they're never, there's they're not supposed to win like they might be ranked 25 or something or the the high teens but for whatever reason it is it's kind of like uh coach cooper with high state in the the 90s he would always lose to michigan yeah michigan state will be the one that will upset michigan like you know it'll be the team that like oh they're michigan's number one this year they're ranked number two and Uh then michigan state will come in and just like whatever you know because i i kind (laughs) of feel like michigan state's mind they're like the only people we care about is michigan and beating them like that's all they build to you know (laughs) right (laughs) so anyways i love being in those situations where i'm just like i don't care about football at all but i love Uh hearing other people like have this rivalry that's awesome Awesome. Is there anything else that you watch right now, or is that kind of it? Yeah, that's that's kind of all I really, uh, really watch right now. And it, yeah. it's funny because so they just they 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 just did their third race of the the year, and the race was in China. Um, so like I like I have to record these because I'm not getting up at two in the morning to watch the race, you know, <laughs> like. So, uh, so the, well, I think that's also what another thing that's cool about formula one is, is it's just, it's, it's everywhere. It's, it's all over the world. So, so Um, Kevin, I might, I might just blow your mind, but, uh, you know, the the super Nintendo game F zero. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So think about how they came up with that name now. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so they were like, boom, it's in the future. There's no tires. We're right. going to Formula One. It's going to be Formula, Formula Zero. Formula Zero. <laughs> 
makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, so you have to record your shows now, right? Is what you're saying? Or the Formula One races that happen? Yeah, stuff. yeah. At least, yeah. at least until there's some races that are c- kind of closer to our time zone. But um, so. Is there a Formula One app that you can just, you know, like there's MLB. Yeah. You pay a hundred yeah. bucks a year. Uh-huh. Uh, there is a Formula One where you can pay them and just watch right. whatever you want. Or- right. And it's actually pretty cool because with uh, like your, your pay membership, you can have, so each car has onboard cameras. And so you can, if you pay like the, the top, t- there's like two different tiers, but if you pay for the top tier, you can w- just watch your the 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 driver's camera like the entire race. So mm. I think I think that's pretty cool because yeah. you know like I mean yeah you could just watch whatever is on ESPN but also you could be like oh I really you know want to follow my driver or whatever and just watch him do laps around the track. Huh. That's pretty cool. But it was funny so the the last race the not not in china but the the one before it it was in bahrain and uh da- uh david beckham was there and so one thing that's really popular with formula 1 is before the race starts the whole grid is just full of people it's it's full of teams it's full of celebrities and all of this stuff and so they're like going down the grid like interviewing people and david beckham's there and he is just like the st- he has so much fucking swagger about him. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> like, you know, he's just like, Hey, I'm David Beckham. How's it going? You know, that's awesome. Yeah. He's just like, what's up? Yeah. I mean, he was, you was just like, what's up? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just at the Bahrain formula one race, you know, just whatevs. <laughs> uh, so, um, how much is that app if you were to pay for it? Um, actually, let me let me look. So they you can get the 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 app like they mm-hmm. they offer it like for free, but for the the paywall, um, I want to say it is, I think it's like like ten dollars a month or something like that. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I can't find yeah. it right this second, but yeah, yeah. I saw some report that if you pay for cable TV, thirteen or fourteen dollars of your cable subscription is going to the NFL. Jesus, like, isn't that ridiculous? Like, it, yeah. it is the, the 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 biggest thing, and that's why the NFL NFL does not have. Oh, I want to watch the Browns. I'm only going to pay for the Browns thing. So, anyways, that's why I've kind of developed this method of. I will literally, um, if you go to ESPN, you can pay for ESPN Plus, whatever. You may be able to see the game live, whatever okay. game it is. Okay. NBA, whatever. Um, but I, I still, fo- I've followed the NBA for a long time. Um, I loved it in the 80s and early 90s. Uh, fell off towards the late 90s, early 2000s, but probably since 2008. This is my method for watching NBA games. <laughs> Is I will pull up MB, or ESPN.com uh-huh. and I will, if the game is watching or playing that I want to watch, I will pull it up on their thing and I will literally just watch through texts what is happening on the game. <laughs> so anybody that has not gone to, to ESPN, 
if you go to their little game cast thing on their thing, they will have a picture of a court, an NBA court, right? With a little ball. And so if somebody shoots, it'll go, it just animates. It goes, and it shows if it bounced out or not. Uh I've literally watched so many games that way. It's not even funny. No, no audio. Okay. No commentators with their their color commentary. No video. I will just like watch LeBron misses free throw one of two. Right. LeBron right. makes three. And and you know what what's hilarious about it is sometimes it gets delayed. There'll be no update. I know the game's over, right? Like <laughs> and I'll be like, What happened? What happened? And I have to wait and I keep refreshing and refreshing and it doesn't happen. And then all of a sudden like it'll refresh and what it does when it refreshes, it doesn't skip to where you refresh. It'll uh-huh. literally go through the last like twelve animations. So it'll be like block, three point shot. <laughs> free throw. And it, it's it's really funny. And I've watched the last four NBA finals kind of that way. I think there's maybe been one or two games that I've actually seen on the TV. Okay. And and what's funny is I actually kind of like watching it that way. It's kind of I still get the excitement of it being close. But it's not as stressful for me. And okay. it's just like I'll be in bed watching it, you know, I don't need to have the volume on and listen to the crap and stuff. And I'm not going to lie that, you know, it's not the optimal way at all to watch these games. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it, far from it. But it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of like this Zen way of watching sports that doesn't make my blood pressure rise. <laughs> so even, even, even when they lose uh-huh. and people uh-huh. that follow the NBA, when J.R. Smith last year made one of the dumbest, it'll probably be analyzed forever is there were nine seconds left in game one of the NBA Finals. It was Cleveland Cavaliers versus Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors have Kevin Durant, and now they have, like, the biggest super team ever. So imagine having two Michael Jordans on your team. In the yeah. Nineties, uh-huh. Right? They have Steph Curry, they have Kevin Durant. That That's this level that this team is. Game one of the NBA Finals can literally set the mood for the other games. In the NBA, it's it's <clears throat> best four out of seven. So if you win game one, that changes where you go, the the home court advantage the next time, right? Mm-hmm. And I I can't remember the score. It's tied with nine seconds left. Cavs get the rebound. J.R. Smith, who's had like a off and on career for about 10 years, but he's an amazing three point shooter when he, uh-huh. he's uh-huh. on fire. Like that's why they hired him. Like he's really good at this point in the game in the NBA, you will most likely draw the foul. If you take a shot because the other team's like, we'd rather have them shoot a free throw than make the shot. So he, all he had to do was turn around and like jump, shoot and try and, and, you know, get it foul and stuff. Mm-hmm. Instead, he dribbles the ball out past the three-point line, doesn't pass to LeBron, doesn't pass to anyone else, keeps going, and then the time runs out. So the game's tied. They go into overtime, and then Golden State kicks into Golden State magic that they always do where they just throw up threes, and they're like, it, it's annoying, but they're amazing at that. Right. Uh, and, and, and so I'm watching this on my phone with texts. I'm like, <laughs> it's tied with nine seconds left. Cleveland has the ball. That's like what you want, right? Because you'll probably get fouled, and then you take you, all you need to do is make one free throw, and the game's over. And then I see like 
uh, time runs out. And I'm like, how the hell did time run out in nine seconds? Nine seconds in NBA time, especially at the end, is like five minutes. And yeah. so I was yeah. like, that's the only time I, I had to immediately go try and find what happened in the video because it was such a ridiculous play. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But anyways, that's like my stupid way of watching. And I again, I don't recommend this for anyone. It is a dumb way of watching yeah. games. <laughs> it's like even worse than just listening to old timey radio where right. like, <laughs> but but it, but it's my way of watching it. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> All right, Kevin, you ready for another? Oh yeah.